This episode of No Bad Food is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Are you a producer of artisan food or drinks looking to get your name out there? Look no further. Whiskey Lane's team of social media, branding, and marketing experts is here to help. They'll take care of all that stuff for you so that you can focus on doing what you do best, making awesome products for your customers. Here at No Bad Food, we know that buying locally made products goes a long way toward making our world more sustainable, and that's why we're proud to be sponsored by Whiskey Lane. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your nearest artisan cheese or homebrewed IPA and run to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And remember, that's whiskey the Canadian way. Without any. You understand. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. I hope you don't mind. We'll take it slow this time. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni. And I'm Tefra Jamian. And you're listening to the No Bad Food Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. This is a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Our mandate is simple, to explore, taste, and learn about food in ways that celebrate all the things that make it great. Every week we dig into a different dish, meal, ingredient, cuisine, or piece of food media, exploring the history and culture around it, sharing favorite recipes, and learning from our wonderful guests. The only rule? You gotta love it. After all, there's no such thing as bad food. This week, we're talking all about game day food. But before we dig in, we want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where we're recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the indigenous communities of that area. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like since we're talking about game day food, we got to just take a quick little detour with our land acknowledgement to just talk about how a lot of sports teams still have racist names are super fucking racist Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how if you are like a like maybe like don't support those teams because it's violent and gross to do that um yeah absolutely it uh really like look i understand that it is expensive to rebrand your team (laughs) i understand that But I also understand that we pay athletes, we. I also understand that leagues pay athletes fucking shitloads of money per game. And it's not even about what they pay the athletes. Like, I I don't care. You're paying the athletes? Okay, pay the athletes. How much do they pay the fucking coaches, the owners of the team, the people who are actually... Because I want to make sure, like, the way leagues treat athletes is a whole thing. Sure. There's a lot of money. Yeah. And it's not just the money that's going to the athletes. No, and that's what what I'm saying. Like. You got a lot of money in those leagues. The teams themselves have a shitload of money. It is a fraction of the money that they have that it would cost in order to rebrand to something less racist and horrible. And um, you can do really fun things around a rebrand. You know, you can really get your fans involved. You can get the team involved. You can create something that doesn't feel like you're ending a legacy but instead feels like you're building something new together and there can be something really beautiful about that and every season that you don't do that and continue to have teams with racist names is a season that you are frankly being shitty and also doing yourselves and your fans a disservice Mm -hmm. well and there are teams that have successfully done that rebrand yeah all of whose names escape me because i don't know sport sure Um, but all i know is 
Celtics eat hot chip and lie. Yeah. Um, the Hawksbury Bing Bongs, the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. Well, isn't that how we got Blooper, who is like the what? greatest? <laughs> who? Um, there's a mascot. Blooper? You mean the I squid think... from Mario? No, but I love the squid. Give me a second. I might... Isn't that how we got gritty, first It might be how we got gritty. Um, Anti-fascist icon gritty. Yeah. Well, I mean, McGill just rebranded their their racist team name to something not okay, racist. Okay, so, so that is a mascot of a team that still has a racist name. Oh, no. But they stopped having a racist mascot and okay. now have this little guy. Okay. I don't hate him. No. Is it the Braves? Um, yeah. 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 The worst, like, the thing that's most frustrating, no. Okay. The thing that's most frustrating about the Braves is the racism. Yes. But also, the word brave isn't even racist. They could just fix their branding they and everything just and just stop branding. being racist. They could just, yeah. Um, they could still be called the Braves and just do non-racist things with it. So I, They could be firefighters. What if they changed their logo to firefighters? Right? Or single parents. That would be fun. The Atlanta single parents. So I think that Gritty did not actually replace something racist. I think Gritty is just great. And I think Philadelphia um, officially has all of the best mascots because we not only have Gritty, who is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. trans mask, anti-fascist icon, um, but they also have the Philly Fanatic, which is this. I'm looking at the Philly Fanatic. <laughs> yeah. So Philadelphia is officially the queerest city mm-hmm. uh, in the United States. Is it? From these mascots, based on these mascots. Although, okay, so here's an important question that I was actually mulling over the other day. Sure. Um, this is the extent of my sports. That's okay. Stuff. Mascots, yeah. all canonically non-binary. What do we think? Uh, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the default for a mascot is non-binary. Yeah. If a mascot is binary, it's because they are trans. Okay. In the mascot world. This is my theory of mascot gender. Oh, you're saying that they're all born non-binary. Exactly. Some... So all mascots are assigned non-binary at birth. Okay. Anbab is, is what that is. Anbab. They're all Anbab. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which actually is an anagram for mascot. So that what? works pretty well. What are you talking about? Sports. No wonder you're bad at Wordle. <laughs> How dare you? I'm great at Wordle. <laughs> okay. All How right. many tries did it take this morning? Today it took me six. Usually uh-huh, it takes me uh-huh. three or four. How many takes did it take me this morning? I don't know. How many takes did it take you this morning? Three. Okay. Well, good for you. I hope you're happy. I am. I'm very. That's why I'm being smug. All right. Okay. So should we talk about food? Let's talk about food. Uh, So, of course, (laughs) the day that this episode drops, February 14th, is February 14th, is Valentine's Day. Wait, why are we talking about sports? (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) What is this? What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. I. (laughs) I realized this this morning when I was prepping for this episode. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this episode comes out on Valentine's Day, but we were like, it's the Super Bowl this weekend. So Okay, define we in this sentence, Tom. <laughs> Who exactly is we? Are you now using... I'm using the royal we. We're using, you're using we, us pronouns now, in yeah. addition to they, them pronouns. <laughs> I'm using we as pronouns. Um, no, I mean, I thought about doing like a Valentine's I had thought about doing a Valentine's Day episode. I was like, oh, we could do something on like aphrodisiac foods or like romantic dinners. But then I was like, Munch Madness is next week. The Super Bowl is the day before this episode drops. 
I am personally in the mood to talk about food that like is fun for eating at parties and like sporting events and 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 sort of keep that tournament mode going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt like it would be a weird flow to go from announcing you know Munch Madness competitors last week to let's have a romantic campaign dinner <laughs> and the next week going into which food is best pie or butts so I, I figured butts. yeah um, obviously so like not to be super aggressively hetero about this or anything but mm-hmm. is this just what happens once you have two kids <laughs> we stop caring about it's just like romance. Valentine's Day that's ah, the Super Bowl <laughs> I think that this is what happens when you stop being able to interact with friends on a regular basis and suddenly feel yourself longing to watch sports with people for the first time in your life. I don't think it's the first time in your life because you were going to go to a baseball game with your friends right before the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Julian McKenzie, who spoilers you guys are going to hear next week on Munch Madness. Oh, we love Julian. We love Julian. Julian and I had tickets to see the Yankees and the Blue Jays play here in Montreal. On like March 15th, (laughs) 2020. It was March 20th or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't happen. Oh, baby. Okay. So we're going to talk about sexy, sexy game day food. Oh, yeah. Nothing makes me horny like sport. That's actually true. You know, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. I want to yes and you. I want to play with you in the space. D&D is more for you. You know I love me some orcs. I know you do, baby. I know you do. So I have alluded to the fact that I do not. I, I think it is silly that we are the people doing this episode. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can enjoy a game of sport. Mm-hmm. I like watching basketball mm-hmm. a lot, um, especially when the Celtics actually dominate. But like Super Bowl parties are not a thing I've ever done because sure. I grew up very churched and Super Bowl parties always happened on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So my experience of Super Bowl parties uh, is going to church and hearing a sermon about how God hates Super Bowl parties because they're on Sundays. Sure. My first exposure to the Super Bowl uh, was when I was in fifth grade. We had moved to the States a year before, I think. And I was in school for the first time in my life. I'd been homeschooled. And the Patriots... I was in Boston. The Patriots won the Super Bowl that year. They were mm-hmm. against the Rams. It was the beginning of Tom Brady's career. I'm pretty sure it was his first Super sure. Bowl, actually. Yeah. With the Pats, anyway. And uh, Boston was insane. Like, holy, like, okay. And I had come from a small hippie town in Ontario. Right. And moved to Boston on a Super Bowl year, right? When when the Patriots were in the Super Bowl. And so I get to school one day and they're like, we're having a Patriots rally. Paint your faces. We're drawing pictures about the Super Bowl. And I was like the child who like when we were supposed to do an, a, an exercise where we wrote instructions about something, wrote like how to make a vinaigrette. Well, everybody in my class was like writing how to play Xbox. Sure, yeah. But we were going to have this huge Pats rally and like the newspaper came and everything. And I was just like, what the fuck is a Super Bowl? Like what? Like what? <laughs> what is everybody talking about? Sure, yeah. Like what is this? And so I just asked somebody and got roundly mocked. Sure, and yeah. uh, And I was like, okay, so it's a football game. Um, and ended up drawing a picture of a like bowl with a cape flying through the sky with football players in it you know that's not like totally inaccurate i mean i had the patriots throwing the rams out of the bowl i think it was pretty good hey there you go for a 10 year old i think it was pretty good for a 10 year old who just moved to that city to immediately embrace (sighs) i really wanted friends i I just i wanted friends so badly i really (laughs) 
really, really wanted friends. Well, and I find that really interesting because I think I think that is the appeal of the Super Bowl for me is the relationships because I don't care about football. Maybe it the is... real Super Bowl is the friends we made along the way. Super Bowl is an anagram for friendship. Don't think too hard about it. Yeah, no, but I, I don't care about football. I'll say it. I care about baseball. You do care about baseball. I can care about soccer or really? international football. Is that okay? Do you care about soccer only because Toby cares about soccer? No, I have like genuinely gotten into the like, is it the World Cup when it's soccer? I did enjoy the World <laughs> Cup one year. Yeah. A long time ago for similar reasons because people were watching it and I wanted friends. Yeah. But that's the thing. I think. When I watch soccer, I yeah. can actually get into it while watching it. When I watch football, I'm just there socially. Like, a, there's a disconnect I for me. I get that. That's yeah. how I'm... Basketball, I'll get sucked into the game and, sure. like, don't talk to me while I'm watching it. Um, but, like, something like... So- See, soccer, I have trouble following. Even though I used to play soccer, like, sure. I know the rules of soccer. Everyone played soccer, yeah. Hey, but, like, I was on the varsity soccer team, okay? No, no, but, yeah. That, that's this is something... Yeah. This is something our <laughs> listeners might not know about me, is that in high school, I was kind of a jock. Yeah. I did lacrosse and soccer. I love playing sports very much, but spectator sports is something I'm just like not I like sure. I do it for the social currency of course yeah. I perform sports spectator for the social currency and there's and snacks there's snacks well that's it and and so like the Super Bowl to me is about the social event around it right because like let's be real most people watching the Super Bowl are not rooting for the team that they usually root for because there's only going to be two teams in the Super Bowl right that's just how it works it is the last game of the season or whatever so it's not like a normal sport game that you watch where you're rooting for your team necessarily, unless your team happens to have Tom Brady on it, in which case it's a pretty safe bet. Although I don't know that he's in it this year. I'm not even sure about he's that. He's retiring this year, but he also transferred from the Pats a long time ago. Like well, he's yeah, not in Boston he, anymore. He wasn't with them last but season. fuck Tom Who Brady. Who cares about fuck Tom, Tom Brady? Brady for so many reasons. That's it. But... You know, mostly people who are watching the Super Bowl are watching it because it's exciting to watch a thing that happens annually. And, you know, whether you like the football side of it or not, you're probably going to like the snack side of it. And you're probably going to like the social side of it that comes along with the snacks. My first Super Bowl was, I think, also my first actual Super Bowl party, I think, was in... Sejep? I think it was probably like 18 or 19. Explain what Sejep is for our listeners. Sure. Sejep is like a pre-college that we have in Quebec. Uh, it is slightly harder than high school, considerably easier than university, affords you a lot of the same sort of flexibility in your scheduling and course selection that university has, but at like a tenth of the cost. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, It's yeah. basically like community college if everybody did two years of community college instead of grade 12. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's mandatory uh, yeah. unless you are old enough or from out of province, in which case it's not. Like, I, you know, dropped out of Sejep and then went to university mm-hmm. <laughs> 10 years later. So, yeah. So Sejep yeah. is like 17 to 19, roughly. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, a, you're a young adult. Yeah. Decidedly. Um, and I went to a Super Bowl party, and it was, for me, really just about the snacks. And so, you know, it being Super Bowl this week, we thought, let's talk about game day food. Game day food, obviously, tried and true tradition of any watching sports event, whether you're doing it out of the back of a car in the parking lot at the stadium or you're doing it in a friend's living room watching it with the tv and all the snacks on the table whether it's the super bowl or just a regular sport day that you're watching sport on the tv you know what game day is and you want to eat the snacks because sporting events are fucking long and you get hungry now okay i feel really 
really silly right now. Okay. But I have literally never made the connection before between like, oh, the kind of food we eat watching sports is because tailgate. Sure. I love a tail. Like, I've never been to a tailgate, but I love the idea of a tailgate. I like to cook and eat food outside. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and and so, you know, a a tailgate obviously being everybody parks their cars, pulls out grills and snacks and things. And you just. Everybody knows what a tailgate is. You never know. You never know. Somebody (laughs) might not. Uh, Yeah. And and so that is kind of the, the idea behind the game day food is that it is stuff that you could theoretically, you know, whip out in a parking lot and eat. But yeah, and so a lot of the food that we eat on game day is snacky. It's handheld for the most part. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't necessarily want to use a fork and spoon and <laughs> No, because you want to be able to eat on the couch or eat standing in the parking lot. That's it. It's or practicality. jump up from the couch while holding your food and not have it spill all over the place when somebody scores a touch time. But okay, I feel like Chili has a like relationship to game days so how does Mm -hmm. that is it just chili dogs i guess you can eat chili out of a cup you could eat you could eat chili out of a cup i've eaten chili out of a styrofoam cup yeah i mean i I think that the the trick is balanced you don't want everything to be plate and bowl food right you can Mm -hmm. have a couple things that Mm -hmm. you can grab a bowl of and like eat sure i mean i might be like i've said i i don't know this stuff like wings Mm -hmm. i know wings are definitely a game day food nachos definitely a game day food jam jam food yeah Yeah. um it's a jim jam food yeah yeah ribs 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 i think i think it was a game day food oh because you can just put it on the grill for the six hours that the football men are tackling exactly yeah yeah and it's interesting for me like you know working at a butcher this year for the super bowl instead of last year when i worked at a pizza place for the super bowl both busy places to work i i would not necessarily recommend working food service (laughs) during the super during during the super bowl or during the holidays or really any time of year uh but the uh you know super bowl is a time when people order pizzas it's Mm -hmm. a time when people order chicken wings Mm -hmm. uh or you know in the case of you know clients at the butcher shop that i work at they come in and buy a lot of chicken wings or buy a lot of you know, baby back ribs so that they can make them at home and feel like they're feeding themselves well during sport game. Yeah. So I think it's important that we talk a little bit about like the sport game, game day foods that we like. Now I know we've established already we're not people who do game day that often. No. At all. Uh, I have this lofty idea in my mind that at some point we might be because we have a TV and we have neighbors we like and it'd be fun to sit and watch sport and eat snacks together. But uh, I only started having that feeling uh, right when the pandemic hit. So who knows when we'll actually be able to do that. Well, I mean, we can now have up to 10 people in our house, according to Quebec, because everything's fine now. It's all good. Everything's done. It's true. We're done. There's it's, no pandemic there's anymore. No, it's, it's okay. We did a month. Yeah. And we're allowed to say this and Spotify won't take us down for it. So so let's play a little mental game here, right? Like a hypothetical. Play you, your mind games, Tom. Play Go play your games. mind games. Ooh, play with me in the mind palace I'm creating. I hate you. Step into I my mind you. zone. Stop. Ooh. Stop. All right. This is bad. Here we are. It's Super Bowl Sunday. The uh, the Wigglers are playing against the Worm Men. Those are the teams. That is a game I would watch. Yeah. They're wriggling around <gasps> on the ball in the field. You know the Red Wigglers are, are a worm. Yeah. Worm football? Worm football. Is this this is something. It's definitely something. You put twenty two worms in a pan. Uh, in a pan? Of like dirt with like football. Oh, lines. okay, we're not cooking them. 
No, we're not cooking them. They're I don't friends. know. You put them in the pan. Worms are friends. Okay, do you put your friends in pans? Sometimes. All right. Well, Depends that's... what we're playing. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I won't kink shame. But, you know, hypothetically, we got some pals over. We're going to watch a sport time game. Yeah. You know, it's uh, football, so the Montreal Alouettes are playing against um, Tom. Br- it's just Tom Brady. <laughs> it's one Tom Brady, and he doesn't have a team backing him up. Because okay. uh, so, that's what happens when you're enough of a dick Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, here's what it is. We have uh, we have a bunch of athletes on one team, and on the other team, it's just Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay. And okay. instead of trying to score goals, they just beat the shit out of the two of them. <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. Meanwhile, Eddie Jackson's on the side making food because that's his job now instead of playing football. I just want Eddie Jackson to be there because he's cute. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fair, fair, um, fair. And so we're watching the Super Bowl. We got some pals over. You know, everybody we love is in our living room, and we're going to eat some yummy food, and we're going to watch game sport. What do you want to eat? What What's there for you? What do you think is essential for you? Chicken wings. Okay. I really like chicken wings. Kind of newly into chicken wings, you know? Like, sure. I, I only got into chicken wings in the last few years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that's it's been your relationship of... to most meat, right? Is yeah. that you really mostly got into yeah, meat we when we got together. That's when we talked about hanger steak, but yeah. The thing with game day food is that I am a person who requires quite a lot of fruit and veggies. Sure. And if I don't have fruit and veggies on the spread, I get a little grouchy. Okay. So game day food isn't, like... Like, I'm the kind of person who would, like, bring a nice fruit platter (laughs) just so that I could, like, pop a few grapes in between to feel better. But you know what? I think that makes game day better. I think game day is better when there's fruits and veggies involved. Okay. I think there has to be a bunch of, like, crazy stuff, too. There's usually, like, a grocery store, like, cut-up veggie plate with ranch. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going for, like, the chicken wings. I'm going to go for some nachos, especially if they're, like, loaded nachos. Sure. Um, What has to go on loaded nachos for you? Ooh, baby. There was a time in my life when I made nachos all the time. Uh-huh. So, like, you got to have your tortilla chips. Uh, olives. Salsa, obviously. Sure. I'm a put the salsa, salsa on. I'm a put the salsa on person. Okay. I like to have a few soggy chips. Controversial, but I'll take Controversial, it. Controversial, but but it is how I uh, it is how I was taught. Um, so I like salsa on, or you can do a little pico. You know, I'm a big pico fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, pico de gallo for those yeah. who don't know it. Yeah, don't get it in your eye. No, the girls can have it too. It's not just for the guys. <laughs> Eight. It'll just make you a pico to go. Okay. Anyway. Game day makes me awful. That's yes, what I'm realizing. It does. Uh, so, sorry. So, I like <laughs> some black beans, uh, some olives, something crunchy, like something from the fridge, some green peppers. or Okay. Uh, Maybe some crunchy green onion, like thrown on after. Yeah, abs- I was going to get there. So I'm like building this from the layers. Okay. I'm building this up. So like below the cheese, we have your salsa, we have your olives, we have your black beans. Below the cheese? Below the cheese. All right. Below the cheese. And whatever other veggies, chorizo meat if you're going to put on it. I don't actually need meat on nachos. That sure. might be controversial, but I'm quite happy with vegetarian nachos. Uh then like lots of cheese obviously i'm a big fan of stacking it so you like do a layer with the cheese multiple and then you do another layer chip, yeah. multiple layers of of everything so okay, like you yeah, layer yeah. it like a lasagna yeah 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 like a lasagna a lasagna a lasagna yeah yeah on the top you want your herbs so you want sure. your green onions but like you could throw some cilantro on that bitch mm-hmm, you can throw mm-hmm. some diced tomato on that mm-hmm, bitch mm-hmm. uh oh you just want all that texture all those layers and then you got that cheesy cheesy goodness 
pulling it all together. And got I'm, any uh, got any jallies on there? Got some spice? I'm sorry, what now? Some jallies, some what, jalapenos. What are you talking I'm about? I'm talking spicy pep. You say the word correctly. Jalapeno. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would put that... I, again, controversial opinion, mm. do not just like to eat raw jalapeno. Sure. I well, but if you put like them on when you bake it. But I would put that in the pico. Is the okay. thing like I would top right. these with some pico, and mm-hmm. when I make it, it's diced onion, diced tomato, cilantro, obviously lime juice, and some diced hot pepper of mm-hmm. some kind or another. And you just mix that all together. You let it macerate while you pop those notches in the oven. I'm starting to talk like you. You pop a fuck. notch. <laughs> Get the I need other. Going. I need more friends. We need more. Fr- <laughs> I need more friends, Tom. Um, and then, uh, and then you like top that, and then you. Mm-hmm chomp chomp sure i do love a nacho do you like having so for me i I agree with all this i think salsa on top is rough for me because i think that it creates soggy patches and when i'm eating my nachos i don't want there to be soggy patches necessarily Uh, cc i like i like to have the variety of texture i like Mm -hmm. to have some soggy bites and some crispy bites okay Mm -hmm. i think for me what happens is with like with pico on there with olives even with most of the veggies, they're going to let out a little moisture. Yeah. So you don't need the salsa in there to give you that sog. I like salsa on the side. Okay. Yeah. For yeah, me, yeah. it's like you get all the other toppings on there for sure. But you got your salsa, you got your sour cream, you got maybe some guac. You want those on the side so that you can like dip accordingly. See, for me, like, yes, this is a traditional nacho thing and sure. I, I respect it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm just like, if I'm going to be dipping, I'm just going to have chips and the dips. Okay. I sure. don't need to have them be nachos. If they're going to oh. be nachos, I want them fully loaded. I want okay. a Kirby fully loaded 2005 starring Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Lohan, is she invited to our Super Bowl party? Yeah, she seems like a good time. Yeah. All right. I like Lindsay. Oh, sure. okay. Does she seem like a good time is what I'm is what I'm questioning. Don't here. come for my girl. All right. I don't know what she's been up to recently is all. She's just living her life. She's just living her life? She's just living her life. Let's see, Google. What is Lindsay Lohan doing now in 2021? 2022? Leave, leave Lindsay alone. Hey, she's engaged to someone named Bader Shannis. Yeah. He's the tow truck from Cars. Vice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So we're doing chip. Nacho. Do you like your wings? Let's get back to the chicken wings. Do you like your chicken wings pre-sauced or sauce on the side? I like them pre-sauced. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. If... They're like baked wings or like grilled wings and not like fried wings. Okay. If they're fried wings, I want to dip them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I think I think I want a little crunch on my chicken wing. Mm-hmm. I like them fried, right? Mm-hmm. But I, my issue with pre-saucing them is that then you don't get control over the sauce. But you get it caramelized. You do get it caramelized. So there is that kind of trade-off. Yeah. I think an ideal situation is you have both. You have yeah. a few different kinds of yeah, things. I agree. Yeah. I like how we're getting a like saucy versus crunch little mm-hmm. little tension going here. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl of saucy versus crunched <laughs> food. Well, and this actually makes me think about what you said about the nachos, how you could get a chorizo crumble going yeah, on there, yeah, but you don't yeah, need yeah, meat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's true that nachos can be the sort of vegetarian option yeah. during and these things. Yeah, and they can things. be great. Yeah, because you have, you know, if you've got your chicken wings and you've got your ribs, which we're going to get to in a second... You don't need meat on the nachos, yeah, right? Don't. So it's it's nice to have that kind of like fresh, 
insane that we're calling nachos fresh. But, but nachos yeah, can be fresh. They can be fresh. Nachos exactly. can be fresh. And in my opinion, that's the beauty of nachos is yeah. that, I mean, I love I love any food that you can describe as cluttered. <laughs> like, sure. if I'm going to take a bite and it's going to have, like, a whole bunch of shit packed in there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And that's the beauty of nachos is you yeah. can have. You have the chips, which are kind of greasy, kind of sweet. You have your, your like, fresh, juicy sauce. You have your cheesy bite. You have mm-hmm. maybe a little savory meat or something. You have your beans. And you have, for me, it's got to have some little bright, fresh pops sure. coming at yeah. you. That is a perfect bite. You want acid cutting through the exactly, the exactly, because that's yeah. it's 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 chiaroscuro, right? You need the light for the darkness. You need the darkness for the light. It's yin and yang, baby. It's pronounced charcuterie. <laughs> Fuck off. We'll have an episode about that. You know we will. <laughs> okay, but this brings me to a question: charcuterie acceptable at a game day? You know, I was literally thinking that I would be so happy if I came to a game day and it had a charcuterie spread. Yeah, I think you can get away with it, right? Oh, especially in Montreal. Yeah, well, of course. Fancy-ass city we live in. I mean, honestly, living here, like, if I go somewhere and they don't have a charcuterie spread, I'm kind of just like, who the fuck are you? Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. If you're not going to prepare charcuterie for your guests, tell your guests to bring charcuterie. Yeah. You know? Billy, it's a bring-your-own-charcuterie event. Yeah. Yeah. BYOC, baby. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I I think, you know, charcuterie is one of those things, like the fruit and veggie platters, that, like... It should be there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily, it's not emblematic of a game day, like, snack party, but, like, it's great to have it there. It's kind of a classic. It is, but I think think charcuterie specifically has kind of a, like, slightly different vibe than game day. Oh, we're talking about charcuterie. Sorry, I got distracted there, and I thought we were talking about the grocery store veggie platter for a moment. Oh, no, 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 that we need. You need that, because most of the time for game day, people are not going to put effort into the fruits and veggies. Um, How do you feel about pigs in blankets? (laughs) Love them. Need them. Absolutely. Uh, The food, too. But yep. I also just really just like to wrap up a little Look, piggy and snuggle it. We gotta let that guy be cozy. Mm. <laughs> and then we gotta make him watch as a football gets thrown around the field for six hours. I think a piglet would love that. Do you? I do. Do you wanna watch? You know what footballs are. <laughs> they're not anymore. Aren't they? No, they're synthetic now. Oh, man. They're really? Synthetic now? Are footballs still made of pigskin? No, it's polyurethane or rubber. All right. It's still a little morose. It's still a little like, but I guess they can get over it, right? I just want a piggy wrapped in a blanket on my lap. Yeah. Just sit there going. Yeah. Yeah. I want it. Do you think a pig would squeal when a, when a touchdown happened? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I, I think like it would. I think it would. I like oh. that a lot. Yeah. There, when, I li- when I first moved to Montreal and I lived near the plateau, which, for those of you who don't know, is the hip neighborhood, except it's not really anymore. Trendy. It used to be. Um, it's like walking distance to Miguel campus. Yeah. And to most campuses. So yeah. it's kind of a, a... It's kind of a, like, young hip. Yeah. Uh, but now it's just really touristy. But um, there was somebody who had a pet pot-bellied pig, black pot-bellied pig, and would just walk the pig on the street. And it was an icon. Mm-hmm. Love that pig. So it's speaking of pork, dead. let's talk ribs. Ribs are great for game day. Get them saucy, get them a little, uh, get them a little, you know, charred but cooked in a way where they the meat just falls off the bone. It's like a chicken wing but bigger. You do know? you want the meat falling off the bone with the rib, or do you want the meat like just 
tender on the bone. Well, yeah, I guess that's it, Because you right? want to be able to pick it up. Yeah, that's it. You don't want it to fall off the bone as much as you want it to not resist when you try to yeah. bite it off the bone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's it's a balance like, there. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to be too easy. <laughs> no, exactly. You want to put a little work into it. Yeah. Mostly you just, you, you want to pick up a whole rib and then you want to shove it in your mouth and just all the Like a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. more, look, look, the more eating meat feels like you are a cartoon character eating meat, the better the meat is. 100% of the time. If you, how do you get one of those things? Are they hams? The like things where you pick up the bone, you'll see a cartoon character pick up a hunk of meat that's sure. just like on a bone and they just like go <laughs> like Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think <laughs> that looks like a ham to me, but I, I think it's also, you can just like, what do you call that? Lollipop a chicken leg and turn it into Nah, that, but that's not know? a chicken A chicken leg doesn't give you that resistance. No. You know? Not that's in the something same way. else. That's something yeah. else. That's yeah. like a. It's something. It's like a leg of lamb. It's like a lollipop to leg of yeah. lamb. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Uh, yeah. Like, I think ham probably has that resistance a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It does look like a ham. Yeah. But like a bone-in ham. Which a like, bone-in ham. I don't know if I'm here for it, honestly. What you I really like, want. You don't like to bone-in ham. <laughs> I don't like to bone-in ham. What I really want is, this is the thing I've been thinking about making at some point. Yeah. I want to get bone i want to get like a bone a bone ass bone you know like a bone like a chicken leg bone a drumstick bone you know i want to get one of those and then i want to take all the meat off it so it's no longer chicken Mm -hmm. and i want to make a ground beef ball molded around it why so that so that you can have the kind of like anime ass (laughs) bone with meat but it's not gonna have the same eating experience you have to just stick it in a ham (laughs) maybe but i i really want i really want to bite ground beef off of a bone that's That's weird i want to bake a meatball around a bone and then i just want to like tear into it that's weird is it it's weird i don't know you're weird it's a thought i've been having recently (laughs) don't be surprised if we come home to it one day we've been in the pandemic too long yeah man way too long it's like it's like making a meat cake pop that's like what a cake pop is but it's made out of meat look I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we take a quick trip over to the mid-roll so that people oh can get us Oh my god, are we only at the mid-roll? <laughs> oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to the mid-roll. How you doing on this lovely Valentine's Day? You snuggled <laughs> up snuggled up with your honey listening to us talk about Sporp? Good. If you're enjoying the show so far, show us some love by hitting subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss a new episode. While you're at it, consider buying us a nice little Valentine's Prezi by leaving a rating review on Apple Podcasts or sharing this episode with a friend. Nobody's going to want to buy you something if you say it like that. Buy Danny a gift. <laughs> Buy daddy a little gifty wifty. You, you have this. You have the vibes all wrong daddy, for that. Daddy needs a little gifty wifty. <laughs> Look, for every new waiting movie, no, we get, stop. You want me to stop? stop. Okay. It's Valentine's Day for fuck's sake. Ooh, give me a smooch. And by a smooch, I mean a rating and review. No, no. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm trying to make it stop. sexy up in here. I'm trying to get. <laughs> I'm trying to get love some of sex God. on a mic here. Uh, sex you, on a you mic. Stop. I'm going to take this. Go you ahead. stop. You stop. 
For every new rating and review we get during the month of February, we'll be donating $2 to The Depot, our local food bank here in NDG. They can turn every $1 into $3 worth of food for a family in need, so by doing the simple free act of leaving a rating and review of this show, you're functionally donating $6 worth of food to people who need it. Oh, yeah. There's literally no other way to turn zero into six, don't you dare. So if that math is exciting for you, go do it. You can read all about what The Depot is doing at the link in the description of this episode. It's a whole sex test. I am so sorry about Tom. Why? They don't They do not do well with romance. Oh, you know that's not true. <laughs> I'm the most romantic motherfucker. <laughs> smoochy, smoochy. Hey, you know what else? I rest my days. You know what else is romantic smoochy smoochy? Munch Madness starts next yeah! week. If you're not hyped for Munch Madness, get hyped. And uh, go check out the bracket for this year because mm-hmm. it exists. It's 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 there. It's you on can, Twitter. You can make as many horny jokes about Munch Madness as you want. I just don't feel right doing it about the depot. All right, here we go. I mean, it's called Munch Madness. Oh, guess what? We're munching this year, folks. <laughs> Butts. Uh, Munch Madness, of course, is our take annual. Take it back. <laughs> Munch Madness, of course, is our annual ass eating tournament. I mean, <laughs> food bracket tournament uh, here on No Bad Food. Uh, we're going to vote week after week on matchups between foods to determine who the best food of the year is. And that food will get a whole bunch of extra content dedicated to it for the rest of our season. Uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of special guest judges phoning in to help us cast all these votes. And uh, Tefer and I are going to provide a whole bunch of like background info and, you know, uh, hype, I guess, around <laughs> the competitors and the guests joining us. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So if you haven't had a chance yet to listen to last week's episode where we uh, reveal this year's lineup, go cue it up and listen to it when you finish with this one. Pour yourself a bottle of wine and let us romance your ears. There's nothing more romantic than listening to this podcast, folks. You got a hot date? You got a hot date? Just tell them. Come back to my house, house baby. We're going to listen to a podcast together. Ooh, let me tell you. Who this podcast is hosted by a real-life couple who love each other and sometimes <laughs> do each other. Why don't you and me listen to their podcast and then we'll do each other and love each other, too? I'm so, I'm so upset. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the sexy, sexy I'm just Super glad Bowl we're not podcast. I'm recording this on Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've talked about chicken wings. We talked about nachos. We talked about rib. We talked about anime meat. We talked about anime meat. We talked about veggie platters. We talked about charcuterie. What else do you think? Let's like think outside the box here a little bit. Cause like I, I, sandwiches, whatever there's probably yeah. sandwiches, there's pizza. What's like a thing that you think would be a surprise crowd pleaser at a game day munchathon. You know what I'm saying? Like if we had a bunch of people over and we were bringing out all the snacks, what's something you would prepare mm-hmm. and bring out in order to wow people that nobody would expect or like in order to wow either or I guess. <sighs> or both. Like if it if it hits both, that's the sweet spot, you know? I mean, I like things on sticks. Like especially for like snacking. Okay. Um one thing I really like to do for parties when I feel like spending a ridiculous amount of time preparing for a party <laughs> is I do a little caprice on a toothpick. Toothpick caprice. So like I'll get some cocktail boccaccini and cherry tomatoes and basil. Okay. And you skewer a little boccaccini and a cherry tomato and a basil on a little toothpick. And when you're done, you drizzle it with a vinaigrette. Okay. Like a really nice balsamic vinaigrette. So it's a handheld salad. It's a handheld salad. That's great. And it's really good. It just takes a lot of prep. But I feel like that would be, it would be kind of an unexpected crowd pleaser. 
does that get better or worse the longer it sits with the dressing on it? Uh, it does. It gets better because okay, it's good, sitting in good. the dressing, right? I was the gonna vinaigrette's ask. like soaking in. It's yeah. it's really, really nice. Okay, good, good. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say, do you want to pre-dress that or do you want to just have dressing on the side? You could have dressing on the side. I've, I mean, I've even served it without dressing. Okay. Um, and that works well, too. But okay. the vinaigrette really like adds a little, yeah, yeah. A, a little je ne sais quoi. Ooh, it gives a little zhuzh of personality. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Okay, personality. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think bring that out. People will go like, ooh, fancy. Yeah. But I'm also like a big fan of like, you want to do those like grape jelly meatballs on a stick? People love a meatball. What is a grape jelly meatball? You don't know about the grape jelly meatball? I mean, is it exactly what it sounds like? Well, you don't just put them in grape jelly. You make like a sauce. It's like it's like meatballs in a barbecue sauce kind of thing, but it has grape jelly in it. Okay. Um, Kind of like a meatloaf glaze. So they're kind of like mini meatloaves. On oh, it. I see, I see. So the, the sauce has grape jelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. and those are a crowd pleaser. Those yeah. are tasty. I could see that being really nice. But again, on a toothpick. Like, on you want to just stick stuff on a toothpick. So what I'm hearing here... And especially here... if the toothpick has a little ruffle. Ooh. What about those little swords? You know the swords? Um. Yeah, those are good, too. I like those. Especially then you can get into sword fights. That's it. Then you have a whole different kind of sports competition going on uh-huh. where people are fighting with cocktail swords. It's a good part. God, I miss parties. I, I know. Miss parties. I know. One day. One day. Yeah, okay. This is, this is an irresponsible episode. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? We're releasing it after... This is right after the Super Bowl. So we're giving you advice for 2022 Super Bowl, 2023 Mm -hmm. Super Bowl, so that you can maybe next year (laughs) have a party. It's interesting. I'm thinking about it and like, yeah, handheld, obviously. So like the toothpick thing makes a lot of sense. My feeling here is that I would love to go to something that's just a little bit unexpected in terms of like the the item itself oh like so, meatballs on a chicken bone like meatballs on a chicken bone no what, I, what i'm thinking here is lamb chops oh okay like a little bone in one so yeah, you can yeah, like yeah. pick it up and yum 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 yeah right i like that yeah. i like that it's sticking with the theme of like you no know i like you know, some lamb <laughs> sticking with the theme of a thing on a bone that you can yeah, pick up and yeah. just munch down and yeah. i think like lamb chops are they're a little pricey Right. They're more expensive per pound than chicken wings or ribs. But one per person, two per person, it's not satisfying. But when you've got all those other snacks, it's yeah. fine, you know? So you and don't I mean, have lamb to is a like really it. rich, fatty meat. Yeah. You, you can't do too many lamb chops at a time anyway. It's not like a chicken wing where you no. can eat, you know, a pound. <laughs> That's it. Like if I'm sitting down to a meal, I'll eat 12 chicken wings myself, but yeah. I'll eat like three, four lamb chops. I did eat eight last time, but that was only because... You ate eight last time? No one else was eating them. I didn't want them to go to waste. I mean, I had two, and then I had one for lunch the next day, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. But the kids didn't want them, and, like, you weren't... You were having a bad appetite day. Oh, that's right. So I just, like, chowed down. I ate, like, eight lamb chops. Yeah. But at a party, I wouldn't necessarily want to eat That's four lambs. Wait, no, that's not how chops work. Super not, no. <laughs> Let's take a step into the butcher corner here where I tell you. They're each, rib chops, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, each, yeah. each rack yeah. has like, uh, so so. there's two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And each half yeah, yeah, rack yeah, yeah, has yeah. like like 13. <laughs> yeah, no, I just yeah. said a very, very incorrect thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brain. So yeah, I think like lamb chops, you know, you could do like a barbecue lamb chop or or even honestly just like a classic like bistro style lamb chop. You really could. Yeah. There's no reason not to have lamb chops mm-hmm. at your Super Bowl party. That's it. In 2023. <laughs> <laughs> and that's got me thinking about how like Mediterranean food is kind of great Super Bowl party food, right? And I'm sure you won't disagree that, you know, things like dolma and and like pitas and hummus for the the non-meat crowd and like 
you know, you could get some kefta going. I mean, this is my you're 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 speaking my go to party food yeah. language here. This well, is like I've been avoiding talking about this because you made a snarky comment about me being Armenian the last time we recorded, <laughs> and I'm trying to avoid talking about it now because nope. you're oppressing me. Uh, first off, <laughs> how dare you? Not oppressing you. Simply. <laughs> Simply pointing out, you know, mocking when, me, mocking you, my ethnicity, mocking you lovingly when we come back to things that we regularly touch on. I think <laughs> is, is more what it is. You know, it's banter. Um, but the yeah, that that's exactly it. Oh, I think banter boxes are actually from Japan. <laughs> How dare you, banter box? <laughs> banter box would be a fun little subscription service. A banter box would be a fun little like segment on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, th- this is what I'm saying. Like, I I think I think that your default party food is fantastic game day food yes yeah and and i think you know obviously having the sort of barbecue spin on things also feels like it's important to game day but the game is going to be soccer because we just don't care about anything else (laughs) sure that is the one the one you know i was going to say like drawback but maybe even better like soccer is kind of more fun to watch than football right i would be surprised if i saw a full middle eastern spread at a super bowl party i would not be surprised if i saw it at a world cup party that's just that's that's how it is that's it yeah Yeah. (laughs) but i i really love and maybe this is just because i love you we're back to this Valentine's Day thing. Uh, but I love when, what am I saying? I love the idea of a like Mediterranean platter of foods with a barbecue spin on it, which feels like us a little bit. It does, but like you know? Mediterranean barbecue is a thing. But like, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. but with like an American great. barbecue I spin. I mean, yeah, d- dude, I mean, like shish kebab, yes. Yep. Like pitas with tabbouleh in them, yes. yes. All of this is handheld. All of this is delicious. That's it. You are speaking my language. That's Doma it. Doma for every party. That's it. Give me a barbecue hummus. Oh, what? 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 Uh, I think I'm just thinking like hummus with some smoked paprika in it or something. Okay, you know? good. Because I thought, you know, people do defile hummus. I have seen, I became aware recently. The things I have seen. Of a, of a what was it, a Thanksgiving apple pie hummus no, or no, something? No, no, yeah. no. No, upsetting. No. Not good. No. Yeah. I'm all for putting herbs and spices in your hummus. I think that is fine. It's when you start to to mess with the actual, like, the hummus of it. You know what I mean? I'm not mad at a sun-dried tomato hummus. Sure. Chocolate hummus? Fuck you. Go to hell. Yeah. You want chocolate Go to hummus? Hell. You want chocolate hummus? Eat Nutella. Put a little extra. Put some, put some tahini in your mole if you want chocolate hummus. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. It reminds me of when we would run out of peanut butter and my parents would make me tahini and honey sandwiches, which it's fine. You know, tahini and honey, sweet tahini is a thing, but dry, I did though. not like it. <laughs> that's got to be dry. No, tahini doesn't have to be dry. Doesn't if you, if you mix the oil in properly, it's okay, not dry. Sure, it's yeah, it's yeah. creamy. Um, I just don't like sesame very much. Sure. Like I'm not... And a yet this morning, when I ordered a dozen poppy seed no, no, bagel no, okay. and no sesame bagels... <laughs> There is a difference between sesame seeds on things, which I adore. Perfect. Beautiful. Garnish with things. And something that is sesame forward. Sure. Sesame forward is what I don't like. Okay. Sesame back. Great. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I think the, the vibe that I'm getting here is that we should absolutely host a Super Bowl party. Not in 2022 because, you know, this is out too late for that. And also... It's in four days. Three days. days. <laughs> But uh, someday, next year maybe, we'll host one, mm-hmm. and we'll just fucking make a smorgasbord of things, oh, you know, yes. just a real fucking feast, 
and I think it'll be good. If you are a patron, you can come to our Super Bowl party in 2023. Do we really want to commit to that? Think I about like, who our patrons are. I like, I mean, I would in, half of our patrons I would invite anyway. That's true. And the other half we just don't know personally. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so absolutely. Do you really want Kendall in here? I love Kendall. I love Kendall. I, I bet Kendall, Kendall in here every single day. I bet Kendallin would bring us a bunch of dope shit to be part of Kendallin would the absolutely. Food also. This is a yeah. fun game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Gabe is in our house all the time. Anyway. It's true. Gabe also fantastic party food person. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, patrons? Patrons who who make good food? I yeah. think actually all of you now that I'm thinking about it. Yes. Holy shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Come on over. Come on over, baby. But bring food. Okay. So anyway, uh, I just tried to harmonize with myself. It didn't work. I heard that. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> Shut your face. So yeah, happy game day, happy Valentine. What are we doing? What is? This? I'm wrapping up the show. <laughs> I just mean, why did we do? Why? Look, we weren't going to talk about sex food. Do you think there's room for chocolate? Oh, Sto- we chocolate didn't even, we didn't even touch dessert. Let's touch dessert before brownies. we wrap. Brownies, brownies sure. Hundred yeah. percent brownies. Uh huh. There's got to be brownies. Sure, I'm into Cookies. it. Cookies. Anything. Want a chocolate fountain? Eh, I'm not yeah. a big chocolate fountain person. Yeah. I'm not a big like flowing, gushing food person. Chocolate fountain, one of those things that like sounds really gr- like it's fun to look at. It's and messy. then the second you have to do anything with it, it's, it's like messy. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Yeah. Same with. I feel the same way about fondue. I'm just like, there's a lot of burns waiting to happen oh. here. I think the fondue industry is going to take a massive hit because of COVID. Frankly, yeah. I don't want to do fondue with anyone. Is there I'm- a fondue industry? Almost certainly. But no, yeah, I, I think dessert has to be present. Dessert has to be present, but it's one of those things where, like, the dessert is not the main event. You no. really can have just a tray of brownies on the side, mm. and that's going to satisfy it for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think maybe, like, a self-serve ice cream station, not the worst thing in the world. Uh, again, sounds messy. Yeah. Like, game day is about couch food. Yeah. And we know what happens with ice cream on the couch. Cause it's true. We have children. We do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sour gummy worms, I feel like, would be a great addition. We can put them in the bowl and make them fight exactly. each other. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to have the worm worm Super Bowl. I feel like Gabe, speaking of our patrons, would be into this with me. Yeah. He's going to be my ally in worm fight. I feel like I had a... I don't know why. I think I maybe had a, a a cake once or experienced a cake once that was a football field cake that had gummy worms digging out of it. Okay, do you know mud cake, though? Are we going to talk about mud cake? Sure, let's you talk about mud cake. You could do handheld mud cakes for this. That would work well. All right. That would be delicious. Mud. Do you know what mud cake is? I'm assuming it's cake that looks like mud. Oh, mud cake is so good. This is one of those things that people would make for church potlucks. And I would be like, fuck, (laughs) yes, as a child who never got refined sugar. Mm. So it's chocolate pudding. And then on top of the chocolate pudding is a layer of Oreo crumble. I like crushed up Oreos. All right. So it looks like dirt. And then you put gummy worms into it. And then you mix it all up. Well, you get it served like that. So either in a cup or in a like... Sheet mm-hmm. cake. And then, yeah, you eat it. Like, you eat the whole bite. And okay. you've got the crunch. you got the gummy worm. you got the chocolate pudding. Yeah. There might be more to it. I think sometimes you can do layered puddings or whatever. Sure. Um, but it's, there's just something about it. It is so good. Yeah. And it's got the, like, exciting presentation factor. Sure. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like a distant... <laughs> it's like the it's like the Appalachian cousin of tiramisu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's Appalachian. <laughs> It's like Midwestern. I sure. think it came to me by some people from Kansas. Uh, fair enough. 
Speaking of it's mis- like Mennonite food. Okay, all right, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's it though. Like it's if like, you can make it in a nine by thirteen pan, it's Mennonite food. Right, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the uh, it's the American tiramisu. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, yeah, I love and it. And it's a classic. Oh, tiramisu. Okay. I'm also thinking individual tiramisu's. Yeah. 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 Again, it's just got to be handheld, easy yeah. to eat. But I also feel like for a game day party, there is an added bonus star of it doesn't generate a ton of trash. Yes. Because you don't want to be picking up a bazillion Dixie cups from all over your house. No. So I do feel like we get extra bonus for if you can just pick it up on a napkin. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I think, where things like brownies and cookies come in. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Maybe cake pops, except that then you got the stick. But only the ground beef ones on a chicken bone. No, exactly. Those are dessert. You're disgusting. <laughs> Put a little icing on there. No one knows the difference until they bite in. Sit down. Go in. Go to the banter box. You're in time out. I'm going to the banter box. We're going to the end of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of No Bad Food. Do you want to be part of the conversation and tell us all about your game day traditions, your favorite snackerinos, or who you're taking on a date tonight and what you're going to eat? Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at No Bad Food Pod, and individually, I'm at Tom's a Lat and I, and Teffer is at Teffer Bear. If you liked this episode, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to help us make the show better, head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and donate uh, and come to our party. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of wonderful people like oh, yeah. Patrick, Gabriel, Kendall and Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica, Anne, Andrew, Laura, Chantal, David, and Erica. And yes, like at least 60% of these people have been in our house, actually. Yeah, yeah. Chantal's another person who does party food. Chantal does party food. Erica's just a good time. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I bet Erica does party food. We've just never been to an Erica food party. Party, but I bet Erica does good party food. It's true. I bet she does. Yeah. I bet you do, Erica. I bet you do. Erica, invite us over for a food party. Our patrons get access to all kinds of awesome perks. Yeah! Including the ability to request topics for episodes of the show or to take us on Valentine's Day dates. Date us. We're, we're cheap. Uh, if that's exciting <laughs> for you, head to patriot.com. Don't head to patriot.com. Please don't no, do no, that. No, no, no. Brady's not in the um, Super Bowl this year. <laughs> head to patreon.com slash nobadfoodpod and make it happen. It's true. We actually just added a new tier to our Patreon That's yesterday right. at the time of this episode's recording, where uh, for more than usual, normally any patron can request topics for episodes. Tom, what is this little dance you're doing? This is my outro dance. It's important. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, normally, patrons can request topics for episodes of the show, and they get put on a list, and we get to them when we get to them. For a much higher price than usual for $30 pledge. You get to request an episode for us to do a deep dive into. Uh, I'm calling it a feast episode where we will do, (laughs) I will do like academic levels of research into the food, into the history and the culture around it, as opposed to just my usual cursory glance. We'll plan a whole menu around that food. We'll bring in guest experts. It'll be a longer episode than usual. And we will really, really, really like cook something special up for you about mm-hmm. that episode mm-hmm. uh so if you want to commission one of those go to patreon.com slash no bad food pod and pledge at the 30 dollar level 
and we'll make it happen. What I would recommend is if you want to commission one, you pledge a $30 for a month, and then you reduce your pledge to something a little more sustainable for you, unless you want to pledge at $30 a month consistently. We also have merch, and you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. I got a t-shirt from TeePublic recently, not from our merch store, but just from TeePublic. It's a picture of Garfield eating a hoagie, and it says, Arm the Working Classes. It's real good. It's my favorite shirt. It's a good shirt. It looks great on YouTube. It's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blue's a good color on me. It is. Uh, And of course, you can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a ferendo. Our theme music, Speaking of Friends, is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is Speaking of Friends by David Flam. You can find links for both of those friends in the description of this episode. It's important to note that neither of the titles of our music or our cover art are Speaking of Friends. (laughs) They're just our friends. They're our friends. We love them. Love you, Zach and David. This is smooch. Kiss me. Last but not least, <laughs> kiss me, David. Hasn't David? Oh, no, no different David. David. Wrong David. <laughs> <laughs> Last but certainly not least, the show is produced and edited by me, Tatsalat, and I as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. If you're a patron, sometimes you get to smooch Tom. It's true. Hey, guess what's next week? Munch Madness! Yeah. You are. It just takes a little time. It takes a little time. It takes a little time with me. On behalf of the Canadian people, welcome to to the Gay and Grey podcast. Gay and Grey Montreal is a new social group for English-speaking gay elders from the 2S LGBTQIA plus communities. So it's a good way to at least connect with people. Members share their experiences, memories, and opinions on our podcast. Welcome to our community. I hope you feel well. I hope you feel accepted. And I hope that you can share anything that you want. This is some of my story. And I hope you enjoy it. Oh, I have a great story. <laughs> hey, I'm October Jones. Hi, and this I'm is- Fish with Legs. I'm a fish hey, with legs. Fish. I'm the elemental creature of water. And I'm here to tell you about my podcast called October Jones and Fish with Legs. Starring me and my best friend, <laughs> October Jones. Nailed it. October and Fish is a fictional series that follows me and Fish with Legs as we try to stop an evil two-headed snake from releasing a terrible monster. And make friends, and go on adventures, and get captured a lot, and escape a lot, and encounter racism. And what? And learn very special lessons every third episode. I have not learned a single lesson. Yes, you did. We learned about being friends, and authoritarianism, and colonialism, and how to defeat a giant crab. Authoritarianism? They're in authority for a reason, Fish With Legs. If everyone followed the rules set in place by the human government, then there wouldn't be- for adults and kids. (sighs) New episodes on Mondays. You can find it wherever you find podcasts, and of course, on the Upford website. Okay, that's it.